Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about the matters that you must consider before making an early inheritance. Some people come to realize that they might end up with more money than they actually need. And their thesis is, well, I may as well pass it on now uh, for two reasons. Firstly, my beneficiaries, typically their kids, will better utilize it at their stage of life. You know, maybe they're starting a family, got a large mortgage, upgrading the home, those sorts of things. And then secondly, they think, well, we may as well see them enjoy it. So uh, their, their money, there's no point the money just sitting in the bank account doing nothing. If it can be doing something more for their family unit, then they think, well, that might be a good idea. And so it's a, it's a common sort of conversation that I have with clients. And then also there's people that are in the position where they're, they're going to be able to generate more wealth than they'll ever need. Uh, and so they'd like to, in their financial plan, consider uh, their ability to help family down the track as well. And so what I want to do is talk about, you know, what are some of the factors that we consider uh, when giving advice to people in this situation? So I've stated before in this podcast, uh, actually a couple of times, that there's a really massive inheritance tsunami sort of coming our way. Uh, and that's really um, driven by the baby boomer generation, uh, mostly. And it's likely that inheritance will increase about fourfold over the next decade. And it's estimated that baby boomers will pass on about $3.5 trillion dollars over the next decade and will reach by 2050 an annual amount of $224 billion. So it's a lot of wealth sort of transferring across. And, and according to research by ANZ Private Bank, approximately 70% of intergenerational wealth transfers fail because of either conflict or other problems. So the best way to avoid problems with an estate uh, typically is to give the money or pass the money on while you're around. And uh, so I think this is going to become a, uh, a more common or popular consideration. Now, as I said at the beginning, by the time most parents have passed away, uh, most people are already in a financially well-established position. You know, they've, they've had to work for the cost of raising a family. They've repaid the home loan probably or close to it. They've been investing in super and other assets and really receiving inheritance at that stage of life just makes an already strong financial position stronger. And so arguably, and putting aside, I think that, you know, the, the, the element that a financial struggle is actually beneficial and I would say necessary, putting that aside for a second, it would arguably be more useful for people to receive inheritances early in life as it will help them upgrade their homes sooner uh, maybe get into a really good public school zone and avoid the cost of private fees if that's um, something that they desire, invest sooner, really just benefit from compounding capital growth. And it's possible that, in fact, if that's if that's done, that future generations could benefit from early inheritances too. So that is that you could maybe go to your children and say, look, I'm going to pass on this early inheritance. Hopefully you're going to make some smart financial decisions with it. Uh, and hopefully then that puts you in a position to also make it an early inheritance and and so on and so forth. It gets passed down the generations. Now, of course, that's not there's no guarantees in life and that's not always going to happen. But the point is that 
I think often we do receive inheritance too late in life. and That is to say, it would have been more useful uh, earlier. Family disputes are quite common when it comes to money. In fact, you can find a very well-functioning family and then when the centre point of those relationships, so typically the parents, pass away and then money is introduced into that relationship, quite often you can see an otherwise well-functioning relationship, one that you would not expect to uh, experience any disputes or problems, fall apart in the absence of the parents being around still. And really, the best way to avoid these sorts of conflicts is with clear, regular and forthright communication. So if all the beneficiaries know what their entitlements will be when you pass away and why, then a dispute is is less likely. Of course, but the best way to really avoid disputes is to pass that money on while you're still around, because obviously you can navigate any any problems or any feedback and you can deal with the communication issues and those sorts of things. So if you suspect that you'll be in a situation where that might unfold, uh, an early inheritance is really a really good way to start thinking about mitigating some of those risks. Sometimes people think, look, I don't want to give, uh, make an early inheritance, give away money, because what happens if the, my beneficiaries waste it? And you really do relinquish control. You know, once you've gifted the money, I mean, you, you should just sort of make friends with the fact that, you know, it's gone and it'll be up to the recipient to decide what they do with it. I must say, after many decades of experience, I've found actually the reverse is true. So when I've had clients that have inherited monies, often they treat those monies with more care, diligence and respect than they do their own, which is not to say that they don't treat their own monies with care and respect, but they treat the inherited monies with great responsibility. And I haven't seen yet one situation where uh, someone has inherited money, monies and wasted. Now, of course, that is that's a representative sample of my client base. Of course, the, the, I'm sure there's heaps of people out there that do that. But I think what it means is that if your beneficiaries have been treating their own money with diligence and respect, if they've been making smart financial decisions, then the chances are if you if you gift money to them, they're, they're likely to execute the same diligence over deciding what to do with that money as they have done in the past. Uh, whereas if you've got a beneficiary, a potential beneficiary that uh, has made very poor financial decisions with money, then I think that's a, a high risk case. But, you know, the, the, the risk is that or the fear that uh, the beneficiaries will waste the money tends to be quite unfounded, at least in my experience. So what do you need to think about then if you're contemplating making an early inheritance or making a gift? Um, what, what do you need to think about? Well, the first thing you need to consider, of course, and hopefully it's stating the obvious, is that you don't compromise your own retirement. So you don't want to give away too much too soon and then find yourself in a situation where you need to start making compromises about your own retirement and your own financial security. And so what I do when I have a client that approaches me with the idea that they do want to give away some money, I sit down and prepare some financial projections, of course, and I'm very conservative both with respect to future investment returns and my assumptions around them, and also the amount of living expenses that we need. And so, for example, I can work out you know, how much wealth you need to enjoy a really comfortable retirement 
for example, if we only assume a 4% average investment return, which I think would be really conservative, and I'll overestimate your expenses. And then I'll add in a bit of a buffer, depending on circumstances, you know, maybe that's half a million dollars, whatever it might be, uh, just again for unforeseen or unknown uh, issues or expenses. Uh, and then that'll tell me how much surplus assets, the value of surplus assets that you have. And also I can model, you know, what happens if you make regular gifts, which uh, some people uh, like to consider doing. So $50,000 a year, for example, for the next 10 years, what does that do to your retirement? It's all about financial modeling and it's all about making sure you're ultra conservative with respect to your investment returns and sort of how much money you're spending each year. And that'll give you a really good sense of how much is too much. Now, I must say, the more warning I have as an advisor that um, clients would like to make this uh, gift or early inheritance, the better off I am, because I'll start taking that, that into account when making asset allocation decisions, you know, how much money to reinvest and where to reinvest it if we're reinvesting uh, surplus cash flow. You know, if I've got, say, a five-year sort of warning that, hey, in five years' time, I want to make this large gift... Um, I can take that into account because ultimately what we don't want to do is sell any assets at any particular time that it's n when it's not good to sell those assets. You know, you want to have the forewarning to, to um, sort of consider that. Now, you've got to consider the asset protection risks of making an early inheritance. So, of course, the, the key one here is a, a relationship breakdown. That is, if your beneficiaries are in a marital or de facto relationship, if you make that gift and then their relationship subsequently breaks down, uh, of course, their partner or spouse will have a, a potential claim on the asset pool, the relationship asset pool, and you know your, your gift could end up in, in someone else's pockets other than your immediate family members. Um, so you need to think about that and, and the risks uh, associated with that. Of course, when you make a gift, it's a gift. And there's no guarantees in terms of being able to control that money after you've made that gift. And life has a lot of different risks, of course. Um, structuring an early inheritance as a bona fide loan can help protect the family's wealth. So in that regard, it's really important that the recipients understand that the money is a loan, not a gift, and may need to be repaid sometime in the future. It's important that that loan is documented correctly in a loan agreement, of course, and then you want to make sure that loan looks as commercial as possible, even if you're not charging interest. So uh, having some sort of security over that loan uh, would be a worthwhile consideration as well, such as a caveat over a property or, or something like that. Uh, as I said, there's lots of risks in life, so sometimes you can't control all of them, but that's one thing that you want to think about. If you want to make uh, an early gift to charities, uh, and that charity is what's called a deductible gift re recipient, or DRG, uh, essentially that's just an organisation that uh, you're able to tax deduct the donations to. So if you're planning on making a, a gift to a DGR, I would then start thinking about uh, what other changes may I want to make within the asset allocation that's going to allow me to do that tax effectively. So for example, if I've earmarked some uh, investment holdings that I potentially want to sell down and reinvest somewhere else, maybe because they're underperforming, uh, but it will give rise to capital gains tax, well, maybe I'll make that asset allocation change uh, in the year that you make that deductible uh, gift to the charity so they can offset the capital gains tax liability. So a little bit of tax planning 
uh, around as well. If you've got a lot of wealth to pass on, then another consideration is passing on that wealth to people that haven't previously had experience in managing large amounts of money. And so maybe the best thing to do to sort of navigate that situation is to sort of gradually pass on control of a portfolio and management of a portfolio. So for example, you might have a a portfolio of shares or property or whatever it might be in a family trust or in a company. And then you can start involving your beneficiaries, could be children, whoever they are, um, in the management and decision-making. Maybe they uh, attend uh, meetings with financial planners and so forth, and then gradually allow the beneficiary to either start enjoying those monies a little bit, so maybe distributions of income uh, while still retaining the capital, and also understanding you know, how to manage that portfolio uh, with the help of advisors over time as well. Uh, and that can be a, a, a valuable sort of exercise rather than one day, you know, you, you pass away one day and all of a sudden they've got to take on the responsibility to make those decisions. Uh, I find people that haven't had that experience previously really struggle with it. And they, they get into a situation where, you know, they're, they're almost reluctant to make decisions because they're scared of making a mistake. So really involving people, I guess, in managing your assets before you pass away is a, is a good thing to do. Uh, you know, you might not do that uh, now, but it might be something that you, you consider doing in 20 or 30 years from now. Uh, it's possible that you'll make early inheritances or gifts to different people at different times. And if it's your intention that beneficiaries are to be treated equally, so for example, if you've got three kids and you want ultimately your kids to end up with a third of your estate each but you've helped some two of the children for example but not one of the other ones before you've passed away then it's really important that you have what's called an offset clause in your will uh, which just suggests or, or tells your executor to offset any gifts that have been previously made against their entitlement to one third of the estate in that example uh, and of course, it's important that you keep a register of gifts or assistance that you've made towards your beneficiaries so they're able to do that. And it's important that your executor knows where that sort of uh, register of gifts is is maintained. But uh, again, uh, it, it's very common, you know, that, that children will need different help at different times, but to sort of even things up, uh, that's how you can deal with it um, in the will. Now, of course, you can't take money with you when you die, you know, so you may as well enjoy it while you're on this earth. Uh, you can enjoy it in two ways, of course. You can enjoy a comfortable retirement, do some travel and, you know, really just enjoy your money. And the other thing you can do is enjoy pe other people enjoying your money uh, that is passing on to your beneficiaries before you pass away so that you get to witness the benefits that all your hard work and investing has achieved. And so making early inheritances uh, really have some really positive attributes in that regard, but it's important that you consider all the matters and get some really good advice as I've talked about uh, today. Whatever you do, just don't compromise your own retirement. Okay, that's it for me for this week. Until next week, bye for now.